Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Tonight on the Podcast Review Show, we are looking at podcast junkies. You can find it at podcastjunkies.com. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. If you're new to the Podcast Review Show, that's where we basically listen to your podcast from start to finish. We go over your website, we look at your audio quality, and tell you what you're doing right so that you can do more of that and find those things that maybe need a little bit of tweaking and uh, give you some constructive feedback on that. Joining me, as always, is Eric K. Johnson. You might know him as the Podcast Talent Coach. You can find him at podcasttalentcoach.com. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Things are good, Dave. Things are good. Glad to be back in the saddle again. Glad to be reviewing the show. This one's going to be a fun one. Yeah, this is uh, joining us is Harry Duran from podcastjunkies.com. Harry, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. This is a, uh, I'm already having fun and we haven't even started. <laughs> <laughs> so your website, podcastjunkies.com. I wonder if I am going to look as a, a biased reviewer sitting here in my Podcast Junkies t-shirt. Um, but uh, uh, Why did you decide to start Podcast Junkies? Um, I initially, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, mu- uh, electronic music and house music. I grew up DJing. If you, if you can want to see my turntables, I still got them in my vinyl collection. Nice. Nice. Those, uh, on video. Um, so I, I love like just entertaining people. And I think that's where the, the passion for music, um, comes from. And then I went to, I started a mobile app called know your DJ. And then I went to new media expo in 2014 and I was going to, interview all these world famous globe trotting djs and i quickly realized how hard it would be to track them all down <laughs> and i was like there's a podcaster there's a podcaster there's a <laughs> podcaster i'm like well and and it was in um cliff ravenscraft's talk and chris murphy introduced cliff and he said you know we're all podcast junkies and my ears just perked up and i'm like yeah i'm a podcast junkie and that's a like, nice name and so just i i tracked down um chris in the hallway and i said what do you think about this idea because as as every new podcaster i was like maybe we'll do it together so i don't have to do it on my own i was so afraid to even mm. think about doing this on my own and i just went for it and he just was a little too busy and i just i grabbed chase reeves as my first one and i was off and running um and it's been an amazing amazing ride ever since have you ever had a, a tough time getting people to uh, come on the show have you ever had uh, been at a loss for an interview I think in the beginning, Eric, I, um, I mean, I was unknown in, in the podcasting world. Thankfully, um, I took a podcasting course and I met some friends through there. And, you know, when, when you're new, you're just like gravitating to anyone who wants to talk to you. I was asking people to test, help me test my Skype connection <laughs> before the first interview. But in, you know, in the beginning, you're just asking for, you know, a couple of people who took a chance on me early on. Um, and, and then you just kind of, ask them if they know anyone. And, and I just went to the places where I knew my guests would be. And it's in this case, it's podcasting conferences. So I met a few at the first one and I just realized, okay, this is where I need to be. And I need to be in this world. And I, I know it's a super meta inception rabbit hole, but yeah, I, I, now it's not as hard as it used to be because it's a, it's building up to more of a brand. But in the beginning, yeah, I was hustling to just reach out to anyone who wanted to be on the show, who wanted to talk initially the, 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 um, the guideline I had was that they had recorded 50 episodes or more because I felt oh, wow. that's, a, 
sign of how serious they were. But yeah, I've been a bit more lax about that just because I've had some really fun conversations with people who are really passionate about their topic and getting their story out there. Well, you've had some great, great interviews over the 300, some big names too, which has been fun to listen to. Thank you. I want to throw one of your questions at you. Um, what have you changed your mind about lately? Uh, <laughs> it's amazing that I'm not prepared to answer that. <laughs> um, let's, I'll, I'll keep it in the, in the podcasting space. I think, um, I think this really this this fascination about trying to get to like certain magic numbers, like thousands of downloads per episode. Um, I, I have to be quite honest, sub thousand downloads per episode, but by all accounts, I've in, been incredibly successful. I've actually built a business now off of it. Um, my company Fullcast, which is came as a result of everything I've learned and connections I've made and just diving deeper into how I could continue to add value with my podcast as a test bed. Um, and it's just, having had these face-to-face conversations over the last three and a half years, because I made it a point to make sure I had Skype face conversations, even though I wasn't rec- uh, recording or going to use the video, I wanted to use only the audio. And there's just something to be said, you know, we've all had conversations that have been just audio and it, you know, you, you get, you do get a connection, even if it is you know, for an hour with the person, but it's not the same as the face-to-face, you know, uh, I, Eric was, you know, just this past podcast movement, we were walking in the hallway um, and it was just the instant connection because we had we've had that conversation face to face. And he said, "Hey, Harry," and and it's just it's just something to be said for that. Um, so it's it's I I for me it's been a success, and so I've been changing my, my mind about what I thought initially about what constitutes a successful podcast. Well, the other thing that was actually one of my notes because I know you have the company. Is it just fullcast dot com? Fullcast.co. I'm still haven't made enough money yet to buy, to buy the M. <laughs> <laughs> but, and what do you do at Fullcast? So it's a um, full service podcast production company. And what I wanted to do, Eric, was I started working with businesses, like businesses who were already doing six or seven figures. Um, and now I've, I've been doing some some companies as well. I want it to be everything. So they literally record the episode. They place it in, in, um, in Dropbox or Google Drive. And we pick it up and they're usually doing Zoom or Skype. We pick it up. If it's Skype, we split up the MOV. We do the editing. We do a full transcription. We write the show notes, uh, timestamps, tweetables. We post the show notes to their website for them. And then we start repurposing their content all across social media. So we have all their logins. So we do Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We post it on Medium. We take the transcription and we repurpose it into captions on YouTube. Wow. Um, we, we send them their download download numbers every week. We send them their iTunes reviews every week. Uh, and we even write the email that they send to their guest. Uh, they just cut and paste it. And so if Eric, if you had Dave on, be like, here, Eric, here's the email you're going to send to Dave. You would just cut, paste it, and send it to Dave. Nice. Uh, when we launch, we do, we create their artwork. We create their voiceover. Their, we have a composer we work wow. with that writes unique music. And we write a press release as well. We submit a press release through PR Newswire. So it's really meant for people, you know, um, and it's a premium price point. And we recently, uh, just a, a nice client when we just landed the chief marketing officer of Dun & Bradstreet um, wow. as, a client, as a client through a, through a connection here in California. It just happened to be, I saw the DMB domain come through on the email. I was like, <laughs> could that be the DMB? <laughs> Well, that was, that was one of my points I had. And, and maybe now I think I understand why, because maybe your target audience isn't listening to podcast junkies, maybe because you, you have like zero call to action at the end of your show besides yeah, your yeah. retention hashtag. Yeah. Other than that. So how did you grow your business? 
So it's interesting. I well, I I got a coach. Um, I had a friend of mine tell me recently, or say recently, if if your coach doesn't have a coach, then you need to get a new coach. Yeah. <laughs> because I just like I, it's a combination of things. David is Dave. It's um, the Jim Rohn quote: "You are the the, you know, the some of the five people you most associate yourself with." Right. And it was just ringing in my ears because I was coming out of corporate America, and I had my podcasting friends, and so. The jump from, you know, the corporate life to podcasting friends was already just a, sh- a big shift because they had, you know, they were entrepreneurial in nature. But then I realized, like, how do people make six figures, seven figures online? Who are they? Where do they hang out? So I got a coach. It was $1,500 a month. Um, and I was still had my nine to five job. So I re- basically reinvested that money myself. And I knew I had the podcast skills that were growing and growing. And I was like, how do I do that? How, how do I create a business out of that? Um and the program's called Black Belt, and I'm still in it. And it's just been amazing because I realized it was an aha moment. I was doing a workshop session, and I instead of just pricing it as a standard podcast editing service for a couple of hundred bucks a month, I was like, man, I'm not going to make any money. I'm just going to be chasing people down for MP3s. That doesn't sound like fun. So I just I looked around the room and I was like, oh wait a minute, there's people that pay a premium for a premium service. So I priced it high, and I said, let me find out like where these people hang out. What conferences do they go to? Like, who were their coaches? You know, uh, what type of events do they go to? And I just surrounded myself with people who who have these high end masterminds who need a service like this and who understand uh, the opportunity cost of paying someone to do something that's not not their genius. Nice, very cool, Eric. Any other questions before we get into uh, checking out? Uh, we're listening to an episode where Harry interviewed Gary Leland. Um, nope, I'm good. Let's jump in. All right. So what we do here is we usually play like the first couple of minutes. And uh, so we have a two minute clip here. And this was a special episode because this was your 300th episode. So this is. Ha- uh, no, it's uh, sorry. Three year episode. Three year episode. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here is uh, here's the first two minutes and 13 seconds of that. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh. I would tie a string to my big toe. And hang the string out the window. And when it was time to go to the beach in the morning, Robert and Doug and them would come yank on that string and wake my ass up. Podcast Junkies, bonus episode, three-year anniversary. A little late since the show launched in April of 2014, but when I heard this conversation, I knew I had to do something special with it. It's with podcasting veteran... Um, an incredible storyteller, and you'll know why in a second, Mr. Gary Leland. I don't want to get too much into uh, any other regular show details, given that it is bonus, but I just want to thank every single person who's ever listened to the show, even if you only listened for a few seconds and you realized it wasn't for you, and you've been a loyal, loyal listener from day one, or you've jumped on board recently and you're a passionate super fan. Guys and gals, I cannot tell you how honored I am to be continue to be doing this. I, I never thought I'd uh, really thought about making it this far or even having a, a three-year celebration. There's so many stories, so much that has happened. It's crazy. I've actually built a business off of podcasting because I started Podcast Junkies. I've been to uh, several conferences. I've made lifelong friends uh, as guests, as fellow podcasters. The community is amazing. You are all amazing. Uh, and I and I really wanted uh, to do something special. And, and, the, and it was past April. And I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? And then when I, when I wrapped up this interview, 
I almost knew immediately that it was going to be this. So enjoy this conversation. It's truly an honor. And this is why exactly I do this show because of moments like this. You'll know what I'm talking about. So without further ado, my three-year anniversary celebration, my conversation with podcast legend and just all around amazing guy, Gary Leland. So Gary Leland, Hall of Fame podcaster, thank you for joining me on Podcast Junkies. So that was the first two minutes leading up to the interview. And Eric, I'll let you go first. I usually go first. I'll let you go first. Um, I think it's great. Uh, the, the thing I love most about the beginning of the show is that you jump right into the interview with Gary. You don't waste a whole lot of time. There's not a whole lot of housekeeping, not a whole lot of chit chat at the very beginning. Um, I, I love the great sincere uh, thanks you give your listeners for being part of the uh, the three years and the 140 or 50 episodes that you have. Um, I thought that was really sincere. It, it wasn't smarmy and it wasn't uh, you didn't overstay your welcome. You just hit it and you and you went running. Um, I love the clip at the beginning. I think the the clip from Gary that you pull out about the string on his toe uh, really generates some great curiosity for the show and, and sucks me into it. A lot of people put that highlight clip at the beginning and it really serves no purpose. I thought yours really created some great curiosity uh, leading into the interview because you were wondering what the heck that was all about as we jump into it. Um, the electronic voice you have at the, at the beginning, uh, I've now heard it three times and I still don't know what it says. Uh, <laughs> it's hard for my ears to pick that out. Um, but, um, th- those are the, those are my thoughts of more, my four thoughts about the, the uh, intro itself. The, Dave, how about you? The, uh, what he's saying is Harry's network, which is podcastica. Podcastica. Yeah. Let me, let me, here, here we go. Play it again. Hmm? Ah. Oh. All right, all right. See, originally I thought it was podcast to go. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not what, what is the the whip snap? It's a little bondage sounding. I'm not sure what's going on with that. It's like you and then shock woo, you. I don't know what ah, that was all about. Ooh. And I was like, what is that all about? <laughs> this is so surreal to hear to listen to this <laughs> and get feedback on it. Um Jason, shout out to Jason Kabasi, uh previous guest, uh host of uh, the Walking Dead cast. And nice. he founded Podcastica. And so after we interviewed each other, we kept talking. And I'd always wanted to be part of a network with someone that I had a, a good relationship with, and we just hit it off and we sort of partnered together uh to try to add some more shows and uh it's been slow going, but um, he's he's always doing interesting stuff. And so he came up with that little snippet. And it's uh, I think it's meant to be someone who's like touching like a live wire uh, and they get shocked. OK, <laughs> it's not sort of it's not uh, 50 more shades of grayer, <laughs> 50, more shades. 50 more shades of orange. Yes, it's a whole different podcast. Exactly. That was, that was a couple episodes ago, Dave. <laughs> um. But I'm with the thing that was interesting about this. How do you pick your guests? I know, I know you talked about how sometimes you, you meet them, but like when you meet somebody, how do you determine, okay, this guy needs to come on the show. This woman needs to come and share her story. To, to be honest, it's people that I've just already had a fun conversation with and I just want to keep talking to them. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and I mean, granted people like Gary and, and early guests, um, I was just curious to see if I could, I'm, I'm fascinated 
with the history of podcasting. And so early on, you know, I reached out to you, Dave. Uh, naturally, I spoke to Eric. I've spoken to Elsie. I've spoken to, you know, Rob Walsh, Daniel J. Lewis. Um, just so many, so many fascinating podcasters. Um, I just wrapped up uh, a conversation a couple of weeks ago with Pat Flynn, finally, because I, I nice. wanted to wait till I had gotten to know him a little better and we ran into, into each other a couple of times. So essentially, like, I want the listener to not feel like this is a forced conversation. We've all heard them like these people don't know each other. <laughs> it's really awkward. Like, you know, and you feel like the, the host is just struggling to get through the interview. Um, and there's a, there's that different shift when it's your friends or people, you know, and you're listening. Uh, I just heard two friends of mine. One, one, one friend is a host and the other friend is the guest. And I just had a smile on my face. It was like, Oh, it's listening to my friends just hang out. And that's sort of the feeling. And so that's in the back of my mind when I'm at these conferences and I meet, some, I do meet some people and I'm like, you know, we just don't hit it off. And I'm like, ah, I don't I don't want to make it feel like I'm chasing them down, but there's ones that, you know, like you're up until the end, the late night at the bar and just like, Oh, it's just so much fun. And then when I reach out to them, they're like, yes, I'm so excited. And inevitably I just restock up, on them at every conference. <laughs> okay. You make a good point there, Harry. You said that you're fascinated with the with the history of podcasting and and that's what makes a great interviewer is a high level of curiosity. And that was what I jotted down in my notes and my one big takeaway from this entire interview is your fantastic level of curiosity as you sit there and you listen to Gary tell his stories. You didn't chime in often. But when you did, it completely demonstrated not only your level of curiosity, but your level of awareness in listening to what he was telling you and and being genuinely interested in what he was saying, that you were asking fantastic follow-up questions that helped him guide his story and tell it in much greater detail. That That was my favorite thing about the entire interview, the whole hour and a half of it was your level of curiosity and being able to drag great details out of him and help him tell his story. I thought it was great. Yeah. And the the thing that was cool is you kept getting like really cool bumper stickers. Um, like here, I, I thought this was cool. Um, this is something that you said. Yeah. I think they say that um, uh, perfection is the enemy of perfect is the enemy of done. And a lot of people just try to get that last, you know, T crossed and that I dotted and to your point, and they, they waste so much time in that final 10%. They could be using that brain power to create and come up with new ideas and let someone else be the finisher. So perfect is the enemy of done, which then Larry, 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 <laughs> yeah, I love Larry, Larry, Gielen. yeah, uh, Gary, <laughs> Gary, then ping ponged it right back at you. But you know, my saying really is you can't start improving until you start doing. Yeah. And so it's stuff like that as much as that, you know, that one's fun because it rhymes. Um, it's still stuff that I was like, yeah, you know what? You, so it just, it was, it was just natural. That was the other cool thing. Um, there was somewhere in the middle towards the end when Gary's talking about having closets in the uh, closets in the gun. <laughs> Apparently my brain is not going to show up tonight. Guns in the closet. And uh, he, he then mentions about how his dad, he'd be in the car with his dad and his dad had a, gun on the passenger side and you just chimed in and said, yeah, I think things have changed a little bit. And so it was that kind of like, 
you know, you, you, you know, you're, you're letting him talk, but you just that little, like, Hey, let's throw in a little. And to me, that made me laugh. So, yeah. uh, I really love the, the conversation. Then the other thing I thought you did really well, and we'll talk about wallpaper here in a second, but instead of saying, tell me about your wife, that would be a generic open-ended, where's this going to go? You ask that question this way. I, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your thoughts on, on having a, a wife at the time that was game enough to go door to door and and try to get, sell this these blinds and talk a little bit about your relationship with your wife and how long you'd been married at that point. So I thought it was cool that you're bringing his relationship with his wife into the story that you're already in so you can keep moving through the wallpaper area. But it wasn't just like, so tell me about your wife to where he goes. Um, she was in, you know, I met her in Oklahoma. She likes to sew, you know, some sort of weird. It's like, no, tell me specifically, how did she deal with this part of your life? And I was like, that was a cool question because it kept the story moving, but it brought in a new piece. So I got to know more about Gary while still moving the the wallpaper piece along. Yeah, that's a great demonstration of your curiosity there uh, because you don't just simply ask him about his wife. It was, okay, wait a minute. You're going door to door, the two of you. Gary tells this story how they're going door to door selling window blinds and because this was back in the, I don't know, late 70s, early 80s, whenever it was. And uh, they would park and they'd walk down one side of the street looking for houses that had sheets on the windows and they'd go knock on the door and sell them window blinds. And then you walk, walk back up the other side of the street. And the fact that you had the curiosity enough to say, how in the world did you convince her to do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a great question. Even the, the whole wallpaper story, though it was a little long and it, and it kind of esoteric, it, it showed Gary's background and his history and kind of where he'd come from. I would have liked to have seen you turn that wallpaper story maybe um, into a relation of if I'm starting a business today or if, if uh, how does that, how did you use what you learned selling blinds door to door to what you're doing on your podcast now and how mm -hmm. times change? I, you did show a great point of curiosity in there when you talked about you're selling wallpaper. Like, does, has the wallpaper industry really changed? Have there been wallpaper innovations? Like, and, and because that's a great question. And Gary says, yeah. well, yeah, there's been a ton of wallpaper innovations. And he actually names like three of them. And I was like, holy crud, I didn't realize that. But it's a it, that was a great yeah. curiosity question. And you you were pulling those out right and left through the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think Go ahead. I, I just think it's so I mean, for me, it's a matter of being curious. And I think if I'm genuine in my curiosity, then it's the listeners curious as well. And I think um I'm obviously asking the questions they can't ask. Um so I just try to pay attention, like laser focus on what they're saying, as opposed to thinking, you know, there's, there's always that part of you, like, what can the next question be? But they'll give you something if you listen closely enough. And like every single guest gives you something that you're just like, you want to tease apart. It's just the kid in you is like, what does that mean? Like, you know, <laughs> and that's where that comes from. I think the fact that you're a podcast editor kind of puts a little confidence in you that, you know, you can go edit out if something mm -hmm. takes a left turn. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that gives you a little more courage, courage to ask the curious questions and ask the questions that may not work. If you're just an average, a regular podcaster, um, and not as confident in your editing skills, you might not ask that question because it, there may be, no, there hasn't, it's wallpaper has been the same for 50 years. I hadn't done anything. Well, now you're gonna have to go edit that answer out because yeah. 
you you didn't know where it was going, but you got a fantastic answer out of him. That's a good point. Yeah, the only thing I had about the wallpaper story was that you went fairly deep into the woods, to the weeds, and at one point he's talking about how much stock he has and the <laughs> the the book he has, and I'm like, is this like how to start a wallpaper store? Kind of like we we're really deep into that. And how much a wallpaper book costs? Like a wallpaper book costs a hundred dollars, and you have about a hundred of them, and there's about a hundred pages in the book. And Home Depot used to carry this brand, and yeah. I was like, "Holy moly, where where are we going with this?" There's there, there's something about, uh, and maybe it's something I need to work on. But just when I'm, when I'm speaking to someone who I consider an elder statesman, uh, this idea about being respectful and uh, respecting your elders. <laughs> I don't know. So I think some a little bit of that might've come into play. Okay, well, it definitely. And with Gary, it's so easy because you just launch Gary a softball and away he, and no pun intended, Gary, yeah. but it, it just, you know, he takes it and he runs with it. He's fantastic. The last thing you want to do is launch him a softball. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Then we're on to a softball site, but you know, he's great. I love him. And he, he yeah. tells fantastic stories and he's got yeah. such a, Oh my God. A crazy background, everything from the guns to the surfboards to the fact that he beat some. He played what's his name in chess, like it's crazy. Yeah, but, uh, wasn't Bobby Fisher? Bobby, Bobby Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. He played Bobby Fisher in chess, like Gary Leland. Oh, yeah, it's it, amazing. It, like I knew none of this. Play six degrees of Gary Leland. Holy crap, he knows he knows everybody. Well, that's it. And every time you turn around, you'd hear something like this. And I mean, I got trounced in the water just pushed under there by the hmm. waves. And when I came up, my wetsuit was just filled with water and it all come down my neck and stuff. And it was just tons of water that I could hardly swim with all the weight. And I swam. I remember this, this day I swam and I swam and I swam. I must've been about 16, 15. And, uh, I'm going, man, I'm not going to make it. I really am thinking I'm not going to make it to shore. I'm wearing out. I never was a strong swimmer, but I was okay. I was yeah. good enough, but I'd never have been an Olympic quality swimmer. And finally, my feet are starting to sink, you know, because I'm getting more worn out. And all of a sudden, I'm like going, oh, my God, I can't wait. But I remember I'm thinking I'm going to drown, and my feet touch bottom. Oh, I'm man. close enough for my feet to touch the ground. So I was just like, what other podcast you're going to hear Gary Leland talk about almost drowning to death? <laughs> right. Um, so uh, the thing I like, I don't know if you, do you have your your questions, like, written out ahead of time? or? Um. I have a couple of points um, and, you know, with Gary, there's so much stuff that he's done. It's like, man, I, I could have a hundred questions if I really sat down to it. And I was like, I don't want to be biased. And he's talked, you know, it's funny because he came on and he, he, he thought we could do half an hour. I was like, no, sorry, Gary. Um, it's an hour. And he's like, oh, okay. And it seems like I was like, what kind of guy is this asking me for an hour? So um, I think what was great is at some point we had gone past an hour and he's like we're still talking and he was just like having a blast he's like laid back at this point like in his chair because <laughs> we we're doing video um so i just i i sort of knew he'd give me enough to go on but you know if it's someone that well, there's one or two questions that i've always wanted to ask them then i'll, I'll do that but i think if you know I, I try to have a lot of it come from the actual conversation it's a bit of a high wire act sometimes because you know if you don't get anything then you're like hmm where, where am i going to take this well, the, yeah, and the fact that you get to the end and he says, I told you an hour and it's been an hour and a half, so I must have had a good time. So, <laughs> I think I think during that whole thing, he pays you one of the best compliments ever that uh, an interviewer can get. And he he tells that story about the gun and how he found the gun when he was five or six yeah. under the seat and he points it at his buddy and he pulls the trigger. 
but the safety was on and luckily it didn't go off. And what a, I was like, holy cow, what a story. And then he yeah. says, I don't, the thing he says is, I don't think I've ever told that story to anyone, which is my wife. He said, I think, yeah, he said, I don't even think I've told my wife that story, which is probably the best compliment an interview can ever get is that you're, you're getting your guests so comfortable and asking such amazing questions that they're telling you stuff they've never told anyone. Yeah. And that that's a powerful interview right there. And that really shows you the level of um, calmness of, of he wasn't nervous. He was just kicking back with, with Harry. Cause mm-hmm. I love the fact that he, he then we already talked about the guns thing, almost drowning, um, sneaking into sporting events. He said he snuck in awesome. <laughs> with the Chicago bears after the super bowl. Um, my 14 year old son was listening to that with me and he's like, I don't get it, dad. How'd he do it? And I said, he just gave the ticket taker 50 bucks and the ticket taker to- tore it. I go, no, he pretended he tore it. Like he was tearing a ticket. He just put the 50 in his pocket. And my son went, Oh, <laughs> it's like now, all of a sudden it's starting to click for him. Yeah. I remember. And then he, great story. He was talking about pinball machines and the thing that, that I was like wondering if your questions were, were pre-made, you asked a really cool one which was what, well, number one, he was talking about something and you asked him, where were you at this time? I think when he, uh, he was talking about the wallpaper. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool one. Cause you never know. Cause I thought, you know, if he had said, Oh, this is back when I was in North, North Carolina. Well, now you can ask him, well, what was your childhood like or what? So I thought that was a cool, now it didn't go anywhere because it was in Texas or whatever, but I was like, Oh, that yeah. was a cool, that could have gone somewhere. And then you asked him, what do you miss doing? And I'm like, there's a question I don't hear on any other podcast. And I'm like, there's, you know, everybody has an answer to that. And usually yeah. you miss things. It, well, obviously, if you miss them, you like them because like you don't miss. Oh, I I miss my dog that used to bite me and I had to go. No, you don't miss things that, that you hate. You miss things that you loved, which means you've got a story right there. And I was like, man, that is a great question. So that was the thing. Uh as I listen to this, I'm like, I'm going to have a hard time finding something, you know, that I love. Well, this, you can tweak that and tweak that. So your questions were really good because most of them led to either a story or a feeling or a, a, basically a story based on a feeling. So like that one's based on something that you miss. And I'm like, that's a really good question. I don't even think I remember asking it. I think it just came up in the moment. I I, I think it was in in the context of him doing all the stuff that he's done. And that was it, about which specifically of all the things that he's done does he miss? I think so. It was right after he was yeah. talking about pinballs, okay. uh, pinball machines and something like that. And, and um, you just threw in there, well, what do you miss doing? And I think that's when he got into surfing. Okay. Which is weird to kind of picture Gary Lee. Cause I only know Gary for 10 years, but I don't see him on a surfboard. It's hard to picture young Gary Leland. Um, so and, and that's kind of the thing through the whole, um, the whole episode, Harry, is that, you're asking great questions and you're getting Gary to tell great stories. And the thing that Gary loves about your interview with him is the fact that it's not your typical uh, Gary Leland interview. You're not talking about the nuts and bolts of podcasting and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But I would have liked to have heard a few more of those questions tossed in here and there. Um, because at the beginning he was talking about wallpaper and his wallpaper business. He's got like 23 websites and he does the softball thing. I would have liked to have heard a little more about what podcasts he does and which ones he enjoys most or, um, you know, how is, does he have a podcast on the wallpaper business and does it drive business? 
I, I would have liked to have heard just a little of that. Not in depth. We don't have to touch on it. But as he's telling the wallpaper story and how it ebbed and flowed, and now he's only one of three that do it in Dallas because Home Depot basically killed the the whole industry. Um, does he have a podcast that helps drive that business, or did it help him? maintain what he needed to or did it help him make the transition to a web-based business or something like that toward the end you ask him something like um do you remember a mentor who influenced you to get into business and you asked a couple good business questions like that but it was in the last third of the interview Mm -hmm. it was in that last 30 minutes and i would have liked to have seen a little more of that sprinkled throughout the show um but but that's really the only thing I would have tweaked. I, I don't want you to go too far in that direction because then you just become like every other podcast interview yeah. and you're just talking all podcasting. I love the fact that you get him to bring out, you know, the fact that he's a chess player and a surfer and love loves guns and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, have has he ever thought about doing a if he did a podcast on chess playing, what would that look like? Or some sort of just touch on podcasting every now and then to remind me that we're listening to podcast junkies and that he's a podcaster. And then we can continue ebbing and flowing through, through Gary's life story. But that, that was just one tweak I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, the only very good, very good point. The only tweak that came to me was at the very beginning. Um, and then this was it. it. It, you just got done, you know, doing your thank you for all my episodes, my three years and, and yada, yada, yada. And you went, you started the, off the interview with this. Yeah, glad to be here. Nice to be here. We had a hard time making this work, Harry, but we finally got the uh, got the time figured out. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times, if you're not clear about expectations, then then people maybe come and they may not know that there's going to be video, or they may not know how long it's going to be. But every time I do it, I learn a little bit. I learned something else about how I can better communicate to my guests. So when they get here, they're not surprised. Uh, I think because the last thing you want is a surprise when you're showing up as a guest on someone's show. Completely agree. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. It's a 30 second clip out yeah. of an hour and a half show. But you, he, you introduced him. He said, Hey, it's great to be here. And right after that clip, you got into your first question. And I'm like, we could have skipped the whole, like, Hey, it was a bitch to get you scheduled. Um, kind of sex <laughs> and just gone right to the, the question. Um, other than that, I didn't really hear anything. It was just, it was funny in a way, especially at the end that once Gary was rolling, I think he was going through the Rolodex of like, what else do I got in here? Oh, yeah, my dad used, you know, you know. Well, at one point in time, Gary says, well, it sounds like we're just telling stories now. So I got another one for you. Yeah. He just rolls into that. I think that was rolling into the gun story. We had a gun yeah. in every house. We had a gun in every closet. We had guns everywhere. Well, well, mom had a gun on her nightstand and my dad had a gun on his nightstand and they were loaded. I was like, holy crud. Yeah, it was me. Like, that's growing up in the South right there. Yeah. I, I think I think one of the things that I. You know, th- this feedback is amazing and, and very helpful because, you know, I pride myself um, on, on saying, oh, it's free flowing and anything goes and we can talk about anything. And, and and I've left like some silly mistakes in there. I'm like, look, and and I've gotten feedback that some podcasters say, wow, man, you really don't edit and you really make me feel like much more comfortable about being, you know, real with what's out there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm. And maybe my show's different and I can, I have the luxury of doing that. And if the dog's barking, I'm like, I don't care if the fire engine goes by, I don't care. (laughs) Like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not NPR. I'm not in a studio. I'm in, I'm in my home in in my home office and real stuff happens. And so I've, I've kind of had that feeling of like for the new podcaster, so they can at least hear a show that's, that I take my, my sound seriously, but you know, all the other stuff around, I mean, at some point you just have to like 
roll with the punches. So I just have to um, have that walk that fine line. And to Eric's point about um, bringing it back to podcasting, because you know it is podcast junkies. So I think I lose track of that sometimes. I get sucked into the stories. Yeah. You well in your notes you said that you wanted it to be like inside the actor studio, but for yeah. podcasting, and it feels like that. It has that sort of vibe. It's a very, very comfortable stories storytelling sort of podcast, and I I really enjoyed that about it. That's what I love about your show is that you have the knack of getting people to tell great stories, and that's what makes great entertainment. And that's what I love about it. And I always wonder. Because most of the time, Harry's interviewing somebody that I have met because I'm at the same conference as he is. But it's the interviews when he brings on somebody and I go, I have no idea. I've never heard of this person. That's when I go, you know what? I still like this show because usually there's some sort of story or that's why I asked, how do you pick your your guest? Because usually there's something there that's kind of fun. And I think one of my favorite episodes, in fact, I left Harry some feedback about this. He was interviewing Lee Silverstein from the Colon Cancer Podcast. And I was out in the woods listening to this. And he would say something and I'm like, oh, I hope Harry asked this question. And he would. And then there was another one. And I was like, oh, and so he was doing a great job of asking, like he was in my shoes and it was just, again, showed his his great listening skills. And uh, I learned more about my friends on Harry's show than I do any other show. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great soundbite. <laughs> it is. That's why I that's do why, when you're actually talking to them. Yeah, exactly. So now. Like, that, I, I feel like I wanted to start the show. Hi, this is Dave Jackson. And I actually learned more about my friends. On listening to- I will do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make a soundbite. Um, then if you throw on top of it, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to skip over to your website here. And there's okay. here do again. You have the, do you have the uh, closing of the show, Dave? I do. Should we do that first and then do yeah, the, let's okay, do that and do then that. go over to the website. All right. So that and here again, it's uh, pretty simple. Uh, it goes a little something like this. So not much else to say there. Just that, <laughs> what an amazing conversation. Again, I, it, I mean, I, there was so, it, we did a video Skype, so I'm just sitting there watching, like my mouth is open and reacting and you can see that he's getting into it. And, and, and part of it when the, when the sound is low is him stepping back, relaxing and sharing stories that he hasn't shared before. So it's everything a podcast, podcaster could dream about. And I'm just uh, so honored that he came on board. Stay tuned next week. We are back on track with episode 129, Lee Silverstein, another amazing human being uh, doing great things with his podcast. Again, we uh, another conversation from uh, PodFest. So that's coming up. We're back on track, but I just wanted to have this opportunity to sort of celebrate wins, which is something we don't tend to do a lot of. I know I, I tend to overlook them and I didn't want to do it this time. So again, thank you. I know I said a lot in the intro, but just again, from the bottom of my heart, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen. And I'm honored to have you as part of the Podcast Junkies family. If you haven't already, join us at Podcast Junkies Junkies on Facebook, my group just for listeners of the show. And not a place to spam stuff. Just saying. Love you guys. And then Harry does my favorite pet peeve. Music for the sake of nothing, even if it is from Cedar and Soil, which I do remember. But the other thing that's really weird is is um, this is usually where I switch to two X. I love those two notes. All right, so um, that would be something. I thought this music was going to end about four times. I'm like, oh, there's the end. oh no, wait, no, it's still going. Oh, here's the end. No, no, wait, still going, yeah. still going.
So that would be my one feedback. And I, yeah, I, I've, or, seen, I've seen podcasters play like literally like two or three minutes of a song. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Not much. I, I will say it to his phrase, Kiss, Chris Coran plays an entire song at the end of his show. And I'm like, I don't care if it's Stairway to Heaven. I don't want to hear any song <laughs> that often every yeah. week. It's like, hey, here it is. Like, you know, but I understand why. And I, I know uh, Jess from interview connections used to play a yep. song as well. It oh, was her yeah. brother. So in all, in, okay. in almost every case, it's somebody who has an emotional connection to the song. So I think with Chris, yeah. my guess is he probably either produced it, recorded it, or probably plays drums on it. Who knows? Um, so I understand why they do it. I just hate the fact that I'm in the car looking for the skip, 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 skip button, uh, to get through the whole song. So, that's but that's, point. I was surprised again. Um, and maybe we talked about this at the beginning that you don't mention, fullcast.co at all on your show. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing that, and I don't know if this is the show for it. I learned more about you at podcast minute Atlantic than I ever did from your show, which I guess is probably a good sign because the show's about your guest, not you, mm-hmm. but I know very little about you from your show. So I don't know how Eric, what is the, What are your thoughts on that? I'd love to I'd love to learn a little bit more about you, not necessarily making the show about you, but dropping in little tidbits here and there about who you are, what you do, what you love. Uh, that's how people are going to come to know, like and trust you. And uh, just a little bit, a little bit will go a long way, especially if you have regular listeners and you just drop mm-hmm. something in. like listening to Dave's show. We know Dave plays guitar and we know Dave has a cat. You know, it's just things that come up in the show. So two things about the, the clothes for me. Um, I love the fact that you tease Lee Silverstein coming up next week. I would have liked to have had um, a little, give me a compelling reason to come back and listen to Lee. I don't know if you'd already had the interview recorded at that point in time. If you do, uh, Lee's Lee's going to tell us how he did blank. If you don't already have it recorded, I can't wait to ask Lee how he blanks, you know, give tease me with something. A tease, there's there's a difference between a promotion and a tease. Promotion just says, next week, Lee Silverstein. See you then. A tease actually creates some excitement and some anticipation that, man, I need to come back for next week's episode. So give me something that um, leaves that desire within me to come back and listen because I can't miss it. Create some fear of missing out. The other thing uh, in your notes, you said your goal is to get people to subscribe to the podcast and you don't mention that at all. You say, go check us out on Facebook. That's just for listeners of the show. Um, So I would maybe incorporate the uh, subscribe uh, to the show, uh, find links at podcastjunkies.com or something like that. If, If that's truly your goal is to get people to subscribe to the show, make that a call to action in there. Yeah, I've recently I've uh, got a free PDF of like eight tools I've used to to build my show, and so now it's podcastjunkies.com slash eight tools uh, cool. to get people to get people on yeah. the mailing list. That'd be great. Yeah, I saw that when I went over to your website, which uh, is a very nice segue yeah. to checking out your website. <laughs> yeah, the thing you, that you don't have segue music. No, I didn't remember cedar and soil. So you're doing a good job on. I don't on his, even know what that means. What is cedar and soil? That is uh, is his, that? Um, the guy missing? that does his music. The, yeah. His, uh, the producer who did my music, he, I met him in a mastering class in New York city and I said, Hey, can you record a little jingle for me? And he, he made it. And it was so quirky. I was like, yeah, I'll use it. And cause I need, I heard, I knew you needed unique uh, music and uh, it's been going strong ever since. I don't so think you heard it. Cedar and Soils, is that his business name or is that his name? Is that his, it's his, it's his, name? It's is that his bad name? He's a, 
an amazing musician, George Abiana, okay. and uh, it's Cedar Soil, his website, cedarsoil.com, and, and his, he goes by Cedar and Soil. Um, I think Cedar Tree is, is he's from Lebanon, and I think there's some relevance um, okay. with the Cedar Tree, but uh, he, he plays all the instruments on his songs. It's amazing, like drums, sings, piano. Like, wow. you know, <laughs> well, the, really... the other thing I wanted to ask, um, one of the things you do at the end of your show, and I've always wondered about this, you do a retention hashtag. And where it'll be like, if you've made it this far to the end of the show, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, um, if you like the show, please tweet it. I'm at, you know, podcast junkies, Gary's at whatever hashtag, you know, wallpaper, something, something guns yeah. in the closet, whatever the the hashtag is. When you go back and check those, like, is the is it more than you thought, less than you thought? Because I've always wondered, like, are people actually, because I know I do on occasion, if I'm not in the car, I'm like, all right, what was that again? Hashtag, she's so cool. Okay. Um, how does that I, It's so funny. So shout out to Jesse Lawler, early, early guest uh, of Smart Drug Smarts. Um, he has a, a feature on his show. So I, I ripped it off of from him. He's, he calls it the ruthless retention gimmick. Um, and he has a, he teases out like um, an article or something he's going to mention. He's going to talk about this at the end of the show. And you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, I, I want to listen. Um, uh, and, he, and he uses that to hook people. And I was like, well, what can I do that's related to that? And I just thought of making something, you know, it's like a little Easter egg. Uh, mm-hmm. Addie Saucedo has been doing this in her new podcast, Planner Podcast. He just waits till that it, the song ends. And then there's a brief silence. And I'm always fascinated because I'm listening. I'm like, is there something? Is there something there? <laughs> and she does a quote or something like that. So I've been at, at those cool little Easter eggs. You know, the super, super fans listen to them. There's about maybe three to five people that use it. Uh, and I call them the super fans. Uh, shout out to Patrick uh, and, and Quessy. Like like clockwork. You, you just see them. They they. They know to, they they almost know that they have to do it now because they've done it so many times. <laughs> okay. But it's it's fun. It's just like a little you know something to, to do to have a little bit of fun with your show. Identify the super fans. Well, the thing that I really liked about your website, and because I usually I'm looking at this on an app, is your show notes are insane. I mean they're really really cool because uh, first of all the the website's nice and clean. Um, it's almost like you had a pro do it. <laughs> uh, I do actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I love the fact you, you might want to remove the clamor button because that's not. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I love the fact that you've got subscribe buttons and share buttons because it seems like most is that a smart podcast yeah. player? So that, more smart, uh, simple podcast. Simple podcast press. press. Okay, yeah, because I know you've got the the links to subscribe as well as a link to share. So I thought that was cool. But when you get down here uh, to what was covered. I love the fact that you put in timestamps and here's why I think these are cool as someone who just binge watched, um, whatever the name of that show is on Netflix that we're talking about. Stranger Stranger things Things. is if you watch any, if you binge watch any show on Netflix now, when it starts to play the episode, when the intro comes up, Netflix now gives you a button. If you're watching on your PC or someplace, skip intro. And I love the fact that I can skip the intro and I'm like, that's it. I'm putting in time codes when I can into all my shows because it it sounds stupid to go. I skipped a 30 second intro, but you feel like you've like, it's just a convenience. So I really like the fact that a, I can see what's coming in the, the, uh, the interview. So I can see things like pinball machines, what attracted him to Kathy. So you're not giving away the answer. You're giving away more or less what the content was. So I thought that was really cool. 
And then I mentioned earlier how you have these bumper stickers and you have bumper stickers set for people to come and tweet out. And so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And plus you have all the links, which is really to me what good show notes are. They let people know what's in the show. Uh, if you want, you can give them something to tweet out and then any links that you mentioned should be in the show. Other than that, I, I don't know what else you would put in a show note. You've got a nice graphic at the top as well. And then your uh, links to follow you and ways to contact you and things of that nature. So I just looked at this and was like, wow, this is these, this is what, this is like a great example of like, here's what your show notes should look like. I, I really I couldn't to, find anything. Another uh, shout out to the team that I'm working with, uh, Alex and Jeanette from Planted in Miami, who I met at PodFest. Uh, We hit it off um, and they're the ones helping me with that. And they just do such an amazing job and we get along so well. So it's it's been a nice partnership. Yeah, Eric, anything else to chime in on the the website? Uh, I love the website. I going through it, I found nothing that I would change. I love the the fantastic clean look. Uh, the play buttons on every single episode mm-hmm. were big and easy to find. The social links are huge, and uh, I love that. Those are are great. The thing I love about the show notes is we just talked about the tease at the end of your episode. What we covered here, these are perfect teases. You know, it's why wallpaper business fell from grace and what took its place and its resurgence is a perfect tease. It it tells me, mm. it entices me to go listen to that part. What it's like working with his wife, Kathy, tells me exactly, it it, uh, it, it leads me into the conversation. It, it's, oh man, I got to figure out what that is. I don't want to miss out. You know, his childhood and growing up with guns, you know, it doesn't tell me which side of the fence he's on, doesn't tell me anything about it. Mm. It just entices me piques my interest to go click on it. Um, and I love that about your show notes. I love the tweetables. Um, the contact page, uh, the thing I loved about your contact page was, oh, there's all sorts of ways you can contact us. Here's three of them. You can email us. You can fill out this form down here. You can go find us on Facebook or any of the social media platforms. Those were great. The 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 one thing that, um, that it, it's just part of your, your theme is when I originally pulled up uh, podcastjunkies.com, the the frame came up, but the content didn't. It took a minute for the mm-hmm. the episodes to populate, which is part of the theme because they kind of fade in. But okay. when I went to it, I'd sat there for a second and I was like, oh, crud, is it not going to load? And then it came up and I was like, oh, okay, here it is. So it's what it does. And even when I'm on, like if I'm on uh, an episode page here, if I'm on the Gary Leanland episode page and I click the podcast junkies logo at the top, it goes back, it shows the framework and there's the episodes, you know, it's that, yeah. there's that delay there, um, which kind of spooked me at first. I, now I'm used to it, but I thought at the first it wasn't going to load, but uh, overall I love the website. I think it's a clean look. I love your yellow and black, you know, studies show that those are the two most powerful colors together that stand out against everything else, which I think is, um, very cool. You made it look great. I love your fonts. I love it all. Love it, love it, love it. The only thing I found that I would go that was maybe missing is your about page is kind of about you. That's old. <laughs> I just realized. That. Um, yeah. But I don't see much about like, here's how it, you know, I experienced at New Media Expo. I don't see much here about the show. Mm. Like, here's what, you know, uh, I continue to yeah. light up interviews, but in terms of like, 
you know, here's why I started the show. So I would have like, here's, you know, about the show and then about Harry Duran. And, okay. and, you know, and if you want to like history of the show, then you could put this kind of stuff. But that was the only thing I was like, oh, wait, where's the like, because the about page actually is one of the more uh, trafficked um, yeah. uh, pages on it. But other than that, I was like, I just love the fact that giant play buttons everywhere you turn around. I'm like, okay, I don't yes, think, indeed. I don't think people have to go, is this a podcast website? No, I don't think you have to ask that. <laughs> so I recently switched it over from, um, a site that I started with just a simple theme. I think it was called the ribbon theme. And then I, I, this is, so this is Divi. Um, I, it feels like it could be faster. It seems like a bit sluggish. So I, I'm, I'm always playing around with it, but it's just one of those rabbit holes that. Uh, oh, the website's amazing. never done. That's, <laughs> that's a given. So, but, uh, so in general, I, I was telling Eric before you caught on, I'm like, I really had a hard time finding really anything. You know, like I said, the, the one little thing at the beginning where um, you're talking about the scheduling thing. I'm like, eh, I would have taken that out the about page. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I, well, you know this, I listen to your show every week, yeah. so I'm already a listener. Um, but uh, you know, Eric, any thoughts as we kind of wrap things up here? I'm with Dave. There wasn't a whole lot to pick apart. You know, I was even hesitant to tell you to add more about podcasting into it because I don't want you to change your style and I don't want to, um, ruin the natural curiosity and conversation that you have, getting your guests to tell the great stories that they tell. Uh, that's what I love about your show. Um, but if there was a way to just tweak it a hair to make it a little better, just to make it overall with, we're talking to podcasters and, and, and their stories around the podcast world. Um, uh, just a trickle here or there yeah. would kind of, keep that common theme from interview to interview, but continue. I'd love the stories about surfing that Gary tells. And I love the stories about playing chess and how he went up to the guy on the, on the cruise ship that was beating all the kids and played him. And he hasn't played in 30 years. And I mean, those are great stories, but uh, so that's why I was hesitant to even bring that up. That would be the only thing I would tweak everything else. Uh, keep that fantastic level of curiosity. That's what's going to continue to make you a great interviewer. Thank you. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't start talking about gear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, no, don't, don't make it that show. Um, But uh, any questions as we start to wrap things up here from you, uh, Harry? No, I mean, it's just, you know, it was really strange to just sit back and listen. Um, I always tell people you should be listening to your own episodes, but even, you know, to have people, um, as a group listening, there's just a different feeling. Like I, I recently had a client I was helping and he had friends over his house and he said, okay, he actually played an episode for everyone out loud. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's kind of harkens back to that old time radio. So I thoroughly enjoyed this experience and, uh, I had a lot of fun and I think it's, there's always room for improvement and just, I, I've got a couple of notes here, um, some interesting feedback and some reminders, you know, th- things like updating the, the about page. Um, and even like thinking I was doing, I was already doing something good with my, what I call my open loop at the end. But, uh, you know, Eric's feedback on making it more of a tease is extremely helpful um, for me. And it's going to be helpful for my clients as well. Great. Glad we could help. Awesome. Well, Eric, where can people find you? Oh, you can always find me over at podcasttalentcoach.com. All of uh, my tools and worksheets and helpful information right there for you. Anytime you'd like. And of course, we've already mentioned it, but you can find Harry over at podcastjunkies.com. 
and uh, wherever fine podcasts are uh, given away for free. Uh, you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to be in the seat where Harry is right now, simply go over to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. And uh, there are two different versions of being reviewed. If you're in a time zone that you don't really want, usually we do these in the evening. Uh, if you can't really meet that kind of time zone, uh, feel free to order the light version where it's just me and Eric and we will review your show without you. Or you can do the full review, which is what Harry opted for uh, tonight. And you can come on live and uh, ask us questions, etc., etc. So thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.